When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, so I'm continuing Proving Grounds 3, Shadow of the Stormbreak. I've just closed the, sh- I've closed the Shadow Path, discovered some sort of wolf demon thing with no name, who is actually who I'm calling Bob. His name is Bob, even if he refuses it, his name is Bob. I'll say, look, it's Bob, whenever he turns up. Yeah. Anyway, so now, yep, so now I've made, make my way back. Back to Stonegate to report in. Check everything's okay. See if I can get any clues as to where the west of the gates are. Okay, so I'm... So, this is part four, the rising of the tide. In the wake of a devastating assault upon Stonegate, a lone hero remains standing, and upon his shoulders rests the fate of the town and its people. Any guesses who he might be? It's me, it's me. Or Zoop. Persons, persons are hard. Alright, the first scenario is the undying. You turn into me- onto Stonegate's main thoroughfare, and oh yes, when I just got there, there's a warning of something that just wouldn't die. You turn into Stonegate's main thoroughfare, flowing closely behind the young militiaman, and find yourself greeted by a horrific scene. Standing in the middle of the wide lane, surrounded by blood, by the bloodied and disfigured remains of several townsfolk and militia, is a tall man, garbed in a ragged green cloak. Green cloak. The cloak figure holds a bloody axe in its right hand, as it stoops over the bodies of its victims, groping at the grotesque remains with long, with rotting, claw-tipped fingers. Suddenly, the figure turns and faces you. A thick stream of blood runs out of the corner of its decaying mouth. Was was it holding in the blood the whole time? I guess so. And drips and drips from its fleshless chin. Or it just magically makes more and more blood. I mean, it's magic, so... Yeah. Walls, the walls can be changed. Horror overcomes you. She realised this undebbed abomination 
is eating the corpses of the slain. Before you can react, the young man who leads you back to town draws his sword and charges headlong at the horrifying ghoul. The hideous creature rises to its feet as he approaches, and with a single stroke of his axe, he fells the young man. Oh dear, sorry. The vicious undead fiend steps over the young man's corpse and stalks along the thoroughfare in your direction. A wicked grin slowly spreading across its rotting face. So, a loose an arrow at the approaching ghoul. I don't know if it will do anything, but I gotta try. You quickly notch an arrow and take aim at the ghoul striding towards you. Pick a number. Bonus of 27 from archery. Gotta get 40 or more. Success! 101. 16 XP to archery. Your arrow strikes the ghoul square in the chest, but the impact from the deadly missile does little to break the creature's stride. It tears the shaft from its torso, and you watch in stunned silence as a gaping wound created by the arrow rapidly closes up. In a matter of seconds, no mark remains where the arrow struck. Realising the futility of tempting another shot, you shoulder your bow and prepare to meet this grisly undead menace in melee combat. The ghoul draws to within melee range and swipes at you with its broad-bladed axe. The deadly instrument misses your head by mere inches, mere inches and you quickly find yourself on the defensive as you attempt to counter the ghoul's savage attack. I fight a greater deathless ghoul. Alright, the rotting ghoul moans balefully as it attacks. Ooh, your enemy's wounds rapidly begin to heal. Oh no! They're healing some more. But, oh, and it moans balefully. And they heal some more. They keep healing, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm chopping it up. I'm chopping bits out for crap quicker than they can be healed. So it is slain. Just hope it doesn't heal into two or something. 37 XP. A ghastly wail escapes from the ghoul's rotting lips. As the horrifying undead creature collapses to the ground at your feet. You step back from its festering remains and survey the grim scene unfolding before you. Stonegate is under attack. Oh, look, I, I leave the town for five minutes and this is what happens. God, this is why you need two heroes. God, if I was with Uriel, if I was with Uriel, she could have watched the town while I was, I went off and that wouldn't have happened. Also, Chew might have been good. Sends a car. Yeah, those would have helped too, if they'd have been here. But nope, it's just me. So that every time I do anything, I'm going to be leaving people unguarded. <sighs> terrible. But if I don't, if I just stay in a town, the menace will grow and grow until I can't handle it anymore. So the only way to save the town is to leave it unguarded. Oh dear, if only there were two of me!
or someone else, like, I don't know. Uh, let's say active. Recent, right, venture finder. Well, someone else, like, let's say recent event. Someone like Whistling Jesus. Oh, Yaxper. Oh, Shannon York. Oh, Cywos. Oh, Strong Bad. Oh, Grind Vathlor. Oh, Magnus. Oh, Dornak. Yeah, so we're apparently adventuring somewhere right now, but they're not here. Because they've already done it in their timeline. Probably. And you can't, they're in different worlds, so they can't really help out apart from in a few places. All throughout the town, the desperate cries of terrified townsfolk are mingled with the shrill shrieks of the invading undead, and large bands of the wicked creatures prowl through the streets of Stonegate, saying any bold enough to confront them. The citizens of Stonegate flee for their lives before the marauding horde of undead, seeking the safety of the forested hills north of town. You quickly come to realise that the town, and perhaps the entire campaign, will soon be lost unless this wretched incursion can somehow be defeated. It is a sobering revelation. Made all the more sobering when you realise that the somehow is going to have to be you. That's this scenario finished, and 32 XP to general. Alright, next one is In the Thick of It. Begin the scenario. A terrified cry from the stables garners your attention, but before you've even reached the long wooden structure, you're confronted by a large band of armoured skeletons. Tattered shreds of leather armour dangle from the limbs of the bone warriors as they advance upon you, their rusty blades drawn and posed to strike. A handful of tightened of frightened townsfolk cower nearby, frightfully looking on as you move to engage the hissing skeletons. You shout to them, briskly ordering all in to flee for their lives to square off against the first two undead skeletons. Undead swordsmen. I find two bone bladesmen. Scouts of war slash at you with their rusty swords. They slash again, and now they are slain. Four XP. Four more skeletons press forward, trampling over the bones of their fallen brethren as they cruelly hack at you with their rusted blades. Begin combat. They lay a brutal stroke for, for six damage. While they slash at me with their rusty swords once more. They slash and they slash, but I bash and I bash. 5 XP. Apparently drawn to the fray, a small mob of skeletons now surround you, mercilessly swiping at you with their corroded weapons. You fight for your life as a large group presses in around you. It's eight skeletons. God, the numbers keep doubling. Skeletons hiss as they attack. Is it going to be 16 things now? The last of the skeletons, 5 XP. 
the last of the skeletons topples to the ground, so remains adding to the tall pile of bones now resting at your feet. You turn to look along, back along the thoroughfare, only to find the sharp edge of a blade streaking towards your head. Now, I'm going to pick a number. The bonuses of 20 from agility, got to get 50 or more. Pick now. 53. Ooh, just dodged it by a hair's breath. In an amazing display of agility, you duck beneath the swipe of a scimitar that could have easily decapitated you. The skeleton that levelled the blow hisses and attacks. It's a skeletal commander. It's another bone bladesman, but it's the boss of the bone. The bone bladesman boss. It's a belligerent bone bladesman boss. And soon it's going to be a bludgeon belligerent bone bladesman boss. And now I'm going to brilliantly bludgeon the belligerent bone bladesman boss. Or something like that. It slashes at you with its rusty sword. And the enemy lays a brutal stroke for nine damage. And now it is slain. 21 XP. A desperate shriek sounds from the stables. You sprint along the thoroughfare, arriving outside the open doors of the long wooden structure in time to witness a pair of skeletons advancing on a group of terrified children. One of the children, a young girl whose grind-stroke face is affixed with this expression of abject horror, bravely flusts at the approaching undead with a wooden wake. You charge into the building, stepping between the children and the skeletons. You assume a defensive stance and tell the girl to get the other children to safety. For a moment she appears frozen, able to act in her crank, but she quickly regains her senses, flees from the stables. Leading the smaller children out with her. The skeletal pair hisses and attacks. It's two more bone bladesmen. Right. Leave children out of this. But you're skeletons, so... Ugh, no point talking with you. Usually. Usually skeletons don't talk. If they can talk, they're probably going to do it. Do it before I even fight them, so... Slay them. 4xp. Much to dismay, a small band of skeletons appears at the entrance of the stables, begins stalking along the centre aisle of the structure, each clattering step bringing them closer to you. Well, you can battle, but with flight not an option, you boldly step forward to meet their advance. It's six skeletons. They hiss as they attack. Uh, but nevertheless, they are slain. 2xp. You step over the remains of the skeletons and quickly make your way out of the stables and back onto Stonegate's main thoroughfare. That's this scenario completed for 32 XP. What's next? Oh, 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 look. Oh. So this is one of the... Oh, in this one, you don't have to do the scenarios in order. Ah, clever. Because he's, he's not quite clear. Hmm. Clever, clever, okay. Next up is a quartet of death. Begin, it's nice. On the western edge of town, near the main wall, 
you encounter a group of four ghastly undead. These foul creatures remind you of the ghoul you encountered upon your return to Stonegate. And judging by the blood caked around their decayed lips, you have little doubt that they too have been feasting upon the remains of their victims. The ghouls move upon you with startling speed, moaning loudly as their lengthy claws wake at your flesh. You engage in a brutal fight against the first of these undead horrors. It's a lesser, deathless ghoul, which I boldly engage. Beginning combat. The rotting ghoul moans baefully as it attacks. Oh, and it heals itself as well. Heals itself some more, but nevertheless, not fast enough. The second of the hideous ghouls ambles forwards and attack. It's a lesser, deathless ghoul once more. The watching ghoul moans baefully as it attacks. But I'm bashing it. Oh, it tried to heal, but that's not good enough. Not good enough. You're going to have to heal faster than that. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, you managed to keep up for a bit. But now it is slain. 18 XP. The third ghoul nearly catches you off guard with a clever, unexpected manoeuvre. But you quickly recover and counter its attack. Begin combat. The watting ghoul moans baefully as it attacks. And it keeps moaning. I'll give you something to moan baefully about. You've slain your foe. 22 experience. The last of the ghouls stretches its mouth wide. Issuing a long, mournful wail as it steps forward to engage you. It's a lesser, deathless ghoul. The rotting ghoul moans baefully as it attacks. And it keeps trying to heal itself, which is naughty. No, actually, no, no, that's not naughty. As it keeps healing some more, and it is slain. Another 22 XP. The festal remains of the four ghouls lie strewn about the ground at your feet. This horrid quartet of the undead will no longer plague the living. But you somehow find little solace in the victory. Fatigues and questioning whether you can ultimately prevail in the fight for Stonegate. You turn to the east and cautiously make your way along the main thoroughfare. That's this scenario done and 32 experience. To general, that is. Next up is the Beast Creeper. Begin the scenario. Advancing along the thoroughfare in your, in your direction is a sight so absurdly horrific that it almost defies description. A towering skeleton is as broad and tall as any ogre. Tightly grips two thick lengths of rusted chain, the end of which joins a fearsome pair of skeletal bears. The savage creatures stretch, stretch their, their gaping jaws wide and unleash a series of deep, bellowing wars as they catch sight of you. The, the uh, undead keeper. The undead keeper suddenly releases his grip on the chains. And the undead bears bound along the thoroughfare towards you. The first bear reaches you and rears up onto its hind legs, bellowing with rage before lunging down upon you. 
Oh no, this is a bad news bear. Also a skeletal bear. Begin combat. Skeletal bear savagely assails you. Not attacks you. Attacks some more. Oh, and mo the enemy savagely mauls me for four damage. But is now slain. Five XP. The second undead bear is instantly upon you. Roaring as it swipes at you with its massive fleshless paws. Prepare for battle against a skeletal bear. A skeletal bear savagely attacks you. And is slain. The skeletal keep five XP. The skeletal keeper of the of the bears draws a longsword and rushes at you with surprising speed for his considerable bulk. I fight a beast keeper. Well, it's not really a beast keeper anymore. It's now it, now it's a beast kept because the because the beasts are gone now. It's a beast kept. <laughs> Yes, the skeleton. The skeleton hisses as it attacks, and I'm gonna put that past tense in more parts of it. You shall be past tense all over the place. Yeah, skeleton hisses as it attacks, and it hisses and is slain. Thirty-eight XP. The massive skeleton and its two beastly undead charges are no more. You turn your weary eye along the main thoroughfare and set off along it, hoping that your strength and spirit will prevail against odds that seem to be increasingly stacked against you. 32 XP to General, as I finish the scenario. Next up is a cry for help, which I of course will answer. Begin the scenario. Following the sound of someone desperately screaming for help, you rush into a small wood and stone building, dust off the main thoroughfare, only to discover that it had fallen prey to a well-perpetrated hoax of a most sinister design. You step into the small as you step into the small structure, the door sh slams shut behind you. You spin around to find yourself confronted by a host of leering undead. Four rotting cadavers stagger towards you, the decaying arms outstretched and their lengthy claws poised to sink into your flesh. Help! Help us! Streaks one of the one of the dead, his face twisting into an expression of mock terror. The four ghouls attack. Okay. Don't try to trick me, the ghouls claw at you. They claw some more and they are all slain. A sound from from two XP. A sound from behind alerts you to the arrival of another foe. You turn to see two more of the vile undead stepping into the room through a doorway on the far wall. This vicious pair of ghouls charges across the room and attacks, as if hell bent on preventing your escape. It's two greater ghouls. They claw at me. Ooh, the touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body for 12 damage. And they keep clawing, and I keep bashing. Alright, that's 4 XP. It is slain. Your moment of victory is fleeting. From behind, a pair of clawed hands clamp onto your throat and attempt to throttle you. 
You struggle against the choking grip of your unseen assailant. Now I can use telekinesis or I can attempt to break free of the choking grip, grip in a non-magical way. I can use telekinesis. It succeeded. 32 XP to telekinesis. Using the power of your mind to project a powerful mental force at your enemy's fingertips. Prying open the gruesome claw digits. Free from the choking grasp, you turn to face your unknown assailant. The, what, this, the rotting, gaunt-faced cadaver that nearly throttled you to death could be described as suffered nothing less than a nightmare brought to life. Worms whose in and out of the ghoul's worm-ridden torso and a thick mane of swarming black beetles cover its festering head. The undead abomination opened its mouth to reveal a set of decayed yellowed fangs over which flickers a diseased forked tongue. With a vicious snarl, the undead abomination bleeps forward and attacks. It's a ghoul lord and I fight it. The ghoul lord claws at you. And now it is slain. 37 XP. As the ghoul lord's body strikes the floor, the teeming insects that cover its, cover its head scuttle, scuttle from their perch, <coughs> perch atop its rotting scalp. Begin swarming up your legs, as if attempting to secure a new host. Overcome with terror, you desperately squat at the fetid swamp, scattering many of the floor as you dash through the door. Once outside the building, you spend a few moments widding yourself of the horrid vermin, before quickly turning back in the direction of the town's main thoroughfare. Okay, what's this? Ooh! Oh, a, a sixth part, a sixth scenario in part four has been unlocked. We meet again. Who? Who do I meet again? Only by your courageous effort has the immediate undead incursion to Stonegate been turned. You prowl the deserted streets, seeking any of the remaining invaders, and when your search turns up empty... You allow yourself at last to relax your guard. For time being, at least, it appears the assault on the town is over. Suddenly, the hair on your back of your neck stands on end, and a sense of dread creeps over you. You turn to find yourself staring at a sight both familiar and unwelcome. Standing a dozen yards from you, in the middle of Stonegate's main thoroughfare, the same black wolf creature you encountered in the caves outside of town. The creature standing naturally on the bowed let hind legs of a wolf extends a long sinewy arm in your direction as it lowers its coal black eyes and locks a murderous gaze upon you. I am nameless, hisses the creature in a low, rasping voice. I invite death. No, you are Bob. And you can invite, you can invite death all you want, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not welcoming death in. I'm, I'm slamming the door on death as hard as I can. The 
calling the potency. Yes, your name is Bob. You are Bob. You are not nameless. You are now Bob. Recalling the potency of the being psychic attack. You steal your mind for the assault that you feel is in him. However, it would appear the formidable foe has other tactics in line. Eight watting court figures suddenly lurch into view and start towards you, their arms outstretched and their clawed hands waking at the air. The stench of death arrives with them. You quickly prepare to face the undead as you quickly prepare to face this undead onslaught. You again witness the rapid transformation of the wolf creature into its lupine form. In a matter of seconds, it has again become the black wolf. The wolf plants its gaze upon you for a brief moment before turning and lopping off along the thoroughfare. You wisely return your attention to the first four ghouls that are about, about to engage you. I fight four greater ghouls. They're not that great. The greater ghouls call, claw at you. Oh, and they touch me to send a deathly chill. 37 XP. The four slain ghouls are immediately replaced by the remaining undead. The ghouls moan loudly as they close in around you. It's Once more, it's four greater ghouls. They claw at me, and they keep clawing, and they claw, and I bash, and they are slain. 37 XP. The crunch of a heavy footfall to your right serves as your only warning against the arrival of a towering ghoul. The gruesome undead being swipes at you with its clawed hand, causing you to fall back several steps to avoid its blow. To avoid the blow, you steady yourself and move to engage the fearless undead menace. You bravely battle. A greater deathless ghoul, or another one. The enemy's wounds rapidly begin to heal, and at last, as the grotting ghoul moans bayfully as it attacks, and its wounds keep healing, and I keep bashing, keep bashing and bashing, but I killed it faster than it can heal, and now it is slain. Thirty-eight XP. The ghoul topples over, its festering corpse striking the ground hard, the impact snapping its head from its neck. You spend the next few moments cautiously surveying your surroundings, half expecting to face another wave of undead. Much to your relief, nothing moves on the streets of Stonegate. Exhausted from battle and fearful that the next attack by the undead may prove to be more than you can handle, you set out now to discover the fate of Garwin Silverfoot, protector of Stonegate. You relate to him all that has happened, and all that you've discovered since you've last parted. Not knowing where else to look for him, you set out along the thoroughfare, in the direction of the Steadmore Inn. Alright, 38 combatsmen, and one, this scenario is finished. 128 experience to general. Okay, let's see. I think, okay, I can do part five, I think. A second gate. The citizens of Stonegate have fled their homes and set up a fortified camp in a secluded part of the forest north of town 
where you continue to make a one-man war against the invading undead. Alright, the next scenario is a solitary guardian. Begin scenario. Following your victory over the undead tide that surged through the streets of Stonegate, you set off to locate Garwin Silverfoot, hoping to find the town protector still alive. Your search first takes you to Steadmore Inn, and you are delighted to find Garwin and several others seated around a table at the back of the common room. The six men are engulfed in a deep discussion about how to best protect the town in the wake of the defeat of the militia and the evacuation of his citizens. Upon seeing you, Garwin rises and makes his way unsteadily over to you, meeting you in his shoulder cross. He winces as he speaks, his agonised expressions betraying the pain that still whacks his body. I did not doubt that you still live, Sue, he says, smiling. I would guess there is much you wish to relate to me. I need not tell you there remains much to be done. You tell Garwin about all that's inspired since you last parted, and he nods grimly at, at every pause. I'm stopping you now and again to relay the information to your men seated to the men seated at the table. When you've finished your account, he tells you that another likely point of invasion has been discovered. It appears that a cave in the forest north of here hosts more of the undead, he states grimly. Our citizens have evacuated and are holed up in a fortified encampment not far from the cave. They came upon this lair of the dead as they fled through the forest. They wisely set up camp a good distance from it. I'd ask again for your help, Zoop. We assure him that you will immediately investigate the cave. And for a short west, you leave Stonegate and head into the forest north of town. Following Garwin's directions, you easily find your way to the cave. From a nearby hillside, you sit and observe the surrounding area, wary for any sign of the lurking undead. A sudden movement catches your eye, and you spot a large bone fig- figure emerging from the shadowy mouth of the cave, cautiously creep down the hillside to get a closer view of this new arrival. Standing at the mouth of the cave is a thick bone skeleton of a hulking forest troll. The undead creature clutches a wooden club in its right hand and its skull turns from side to side as it scours the surrounding forest. After observing the undead troll for several minutes, it becomes apparent to somehow deal with this menace to enter and explore the cave. Hmm. So I have a few options. I could use thievery, telekinesis, illusion, or gating. Or I can just bash it. Hmm. I'm going to use illusion. Oh, what was this? Ah, hmm, some sort of internet-y problem. Uh, I'm going to have to pause it while I figure out what's going on. Okay, whatever, whatever was happening has stopped happening. So, once again, undead troll. Going to use blocking the cave. Going to use illusion. Channeling it. 
64 XP to illusion. You call upon your power of illusion, and at once the sound of human voices can be heard in the forest to the west. The, mo the bolt troll immediately snaps its head in the direction of the sound, just as an illusionly band of three woodcutters step into view. The troll charges into the woods as the illusionary humans turn and flee, leaving the mouth of the cave unguarded. You quickly move forward and boldly step into the dark cave. Ha <laughs> ha, yes, uh, you're bad guard. Bad guard. Bad guard, you left your post. Bad, bad troll skeleton. Oh, and that's this scenario done. 32 experience to general. That was a short one. Yeah, that's the thing. Some of them are short. Alright, next is Into the Dark. Begin the scenario. Armed with your trusty light and keen to. keen to. And, a keen, and the keen desire to investigate this foul undead lair, you step into the shadowy interior of the cave. The sound of unthings moving in the dark reaches your ears as you cautiously explore the cave. To the north, flesh air blows in from the mouth of the cave. Okay, going south, the sound of unseen things moving in the dark reaches your ears as you cautiously explore the cave. Okay, I'm on the north side of the cave. Now there's a, there's a passage to the south going down it. An unwelcome sight looms into view along the passage ahead. It's an undead troll. The undead troll stripes at you with his deadly claws. An enraged war deafens you as the clone stone, troll stone-like claws wake across your torso, carving into your flesh. But now it is slain for 5xp. You take a few moments to catch your breath and check over your equipment following the brutal fight. When you are ready, you once again set off through the cave. Alright, nothing, nope, nothing in that alcove. Going west, it's another undead troll. Look, it's bringing these undead trolls here. Mm, it's not like, not like trolls have cemeteries where you can just... Just go there, go there with a shovel and a few men and get all the skull, the skeletons you want. Assuming your morals are lax enough, that is. But trolls, they don't have those. So you either have to kill a lot of trolls and get the skeletons. Or have to search for hours in that. Maybe a lot of time searching for them. Maybe there's a special dog trained to do that. A special dog to seek out all these troll skeletons you need to fill this cave with. Hmm. Alright, 5xp from that one. Okay, ooh, two undead trolls now. Oh, and they, they same as 37 xp. You step over the shattered remains of the skeletal trolls and set off along the cave passage. It's an undead troll once more. It is slain. 5xp. 
Let's heal from that. And a welcome sight looms past It's three undead trolls. That's ridiculous. Five XP. Once again, explore the cave. There's an alcove to the northeast. Nothing there. Okay, making my way to the southwest now. Southwest. Oh, two on. A pair of skeletal trolls suddenly loom into view along the passage ahead. The towering undead beasts bellow loudly and rush towards you. You steel yourself to face the impending assault. Begin combat. The trolls swipe at you with their deadly claws. And they are slain. 37 XP. You step, step over the scattered, shattered remains of the skeletal trolls and set off along the cave passage. Okay, southwest corner. Nope. Okay, going along the south side of the cave. Three undead trolls there. Swipe at you with their deadly claws and they are slain. Okay, there's an alcove in the southeast corner. Nope, nothing there. Another alcove in the southeast corner. Nope. Going along the eastern, up the eastern side now. Alcove to the east. Ooh, it's an undead troll. But I, just a random encounter. I don't think it's, nope, it's not unique to that particular alcove. Okay, going north some more. Three undead trolls. Ooh, they kept tearing at my flesh. 69 experience. You step over the shattered remains of the skeletal trolls. Set off along the cave passage. Right to the west. No, not much there. Keep going north. North to the end of the cave now. What's here? The moment you step into the sharp small chamber at the end of the passage... Your eyes are drawn to a swirling black vortex that hovers against the north wall. A shadow path. A low, pulsating sound issues from the heart of the Neverwalk Gate. Instinctively, you step towards the portal, determined to effect its closing, deny this point of entry to the undead invasion of threatened Stonegate. As you approach the vortex, you catch sight of a bent, silent figure, Slinking through the shadows against the eastern wall. You call out to the figure. Boldly demanding reveal itself. An elderly man in blue robes hobbles out of the darkness. And comes to stand just at the edge of your pool of light. He sneers in response to your command. And draws back his hand as small tines of lightning begin to dance across his fingertips. So I can dodge... Could rush forward and attack him. There is no option to dodge. Or I could use fortification at 50 plus. I'll use fortification. 64 experienced the fortification, which succeeded. A war, the war of thunder shakes the chamber as a long tine of lightning erupts from the old man's outstretched hand. The deadly bolt slams into your invisible barrier and is harmlessly deflected to the floor. The the road man sneers derisively and curses at you. He is nameless, says the old man. No, he is Bob. He is Bob now. 
It's the old man, his voice soft and chilling. You are too late, hero. The sound in the direction of the shadow path draws your attention, and you turn to witness a large shape emerging from the swirling vortex. You turn back to the old man and shocked to discover he is no longer there. A fearsome bellow from the far side of the chamber causes you to again turn and face the Neverwall portal. A skeletal troll steps out of the swirling shadow path and charges you. The undead beast wars, he swipes at you with his deadly claws. Begin combat with the skeletal troll. The undead troll swipes at you with his deadly claws. And in waves roar beck beckons you as the crooks as the troll's stone like claws wake across your torso, carving into your flesh. And they are now is now slain. Thirty seven XP. Your blood runs cold as a deafening chorus of wars erupt from the shadow path. You know that unless you are able to close the portal, you would likely be overwhelmed by the foul undead. About to pour through it and into it, through it and enter this world, a skeletal toll, troll emerges from the vortex and leaps at you, stone hard claws waking the air only inches in front of your face. You boldly engage a skeletal troll once more, swipes at you with its deadly claws. The troll's powerful jaws lock onto you as the fearsome creature attempts to tear, tear flesh from bone. No, no. You have slain your foe. 13 XP. Skeletal troll collapses to a pile of bone at your feet, wasting no time. You quickly prepare to attempt to close the shadow path. Can you use gating? All the shadows, all the shadow stone. I will use gating. You close your eyes and call upon your power of gating as you attempt to affect the closing of the shadow path. Alright. The heart of the shadow path whipples and sweat pours down your brow as you struggle to close the vortex with your potent summoned power. Pick a number, bonus of 118. 20 from mine, 20 from spirit, 20 from aura, and 58 from gating. Picking now. It succeeded. 128 experienced the gating. A bright flash of blue light momentarily fills the chamber, and the heart of the shadow path begins to swirl with renewed feather. Suddenly, without a sound, the vortex closes. The low, pulsating sound fades to a whisper and then is gone entirely. The shadow path is no more. Another strike to the heart of the enemy. This is the familiar voice of a young woman out of the shadows. You turn to your whites and find the gaunt figure of the lurker. Stepping back from the edge of your light into the deeper gloom of the chamber, she acknowledges you with a curt nod. Your victory is closer now, but that tower the plague stone creep does not sleep. The nameless one is among you. Be ever wary. He's, he's, he's Bob now. He's Bob now. The voice fades to a whisper and is suddenly replaced by silence as the lurker disappears into the shadows. Quickly make your way out of the chamber. 
determined to return to Stonegate at once. I'll report your, your success. Report the success of your mission to Garwin. Internet's playing silly buggers again. Have to just pause it until it sorts itself out once more. Okay. The internet's back for now. So you quickly make your way out of the, sh uh, the chamber, determined to return to Stonegate at once. Report the success of your mission to Galwyn. Your return to town is both swift and uneventful. It is the words, yet as you approach the town, your every step is haunted by the parting words of the lurker. The nameless one is among you. I don't know who you're talking about. You're surely you're talking about Bob. An involuntary shiver runs the length of your spine as you step. To onto Moan Gates for a there and head off in the direction of the Steadmore Inn. Alright, the next one. Let's see. You return to Stonegate. It turns out a little bit, turns out a bit different than you expected. This is part six. Many happy returns. The first scenario, pull up a chair. The moment you step into the common room of the Steadmore Inn, you realise something is amiss. Five hooded figures, all slightly smaller than man-sized, sit at the table where Garwin and his compatriots were last seated. Pull up a chair, friend, says the largest of the figures in a low rumbling tone as he turns towards you. You are shocked by the face that leers out at you from beneath the hood. The horrid, watting face of a sneering cave goblin peers out at you from beneath the hood. The other four figures turn to face you, revealing so as to also be undead members of the goblin race. Horror overcomes you when you realise the undead goblin who addressed you is Balak. The cave goblin you slew in the caves of Westwald. Which is an adventure we did quite a while back. Now which you can search for. You might want to just control F for Westwald. Perhaps. Or use the search or use perhaps a search feature on the website itself, whatever one you're using. Balak grins wickedly, exposing a mouthful of jagged, half-rotted teeth. He barks a sharp command to his undead kin, and they spring on their seats, each of, each of them drawing a rusty blade. My revenge is come, human, snarls Balak. His four goblin minions stalk across the common room towards you. Four champions should soften up your hide. The first of the four undead goblins rushes at you, wielding his rusted blade with expert skill. Still, the 
the stench from his rotting corpse nearly overwhelms you as the creatures draught within melee range. I fight an undead goblin champion. The undead goblin warrior slices at you with his rusty blade and then lays a particularly brutal stroke for seven damage and is now slain. 13 XP. The goblin's decaying corpse strikes the floor of the common room, but before you can even catch your breath, you are confronted by a second of the gruesome undead warriors. It's an undead goblin champion once more. Slices you with a rusty blade. Rusted blade. It is slain. The th 21 XP. The third undead goblin rushes at you. Missing your neck by mere inches, inches with a nasty swipe. His rusted sword. Having barely dodged the vicious blow. You quickly manoeuvre to counter this attack. It's an undead goblin champion. Beginning combat. The undead goblin warrior slices you with a rusted blade. And while it lays a particularly brutal stroke for 11 damage. And I fight it, and I fight it some more. It is slain. 21 XP. The fourth undead goblin snarls viciously. It moves to engage you, its rotting hands tightly gripping the hilt of the same sword wielded when it walked among the living over 300 years ago. Hmm. Wait, so it took some oldies? It didn't, didn't, it didn't try to... Well, that's probably sensible, I mean... I mean, the ones it knew when it was alive, they obviously weren't enough to stop me, so had to get some new talent. Even if it had to go to what go over the other side to find it, you bring you attack an undead goblin champion. The, un, the undead goblin wire slices you with a rusted blade, then lays a particularly brutal stroke for twelve damage. And I fight it some more, and it is slain. Thirty-eight XP. You step past the remains of the four undead goblins and boldly confront Bala Balalak. Balak? Balak, yes. The undead goblin chieftain rises unsteadily from his chair and draws a thick hafted stone tipped wooden spear which he levels at you. Your end at last! he snarls. You fight Balak the Merciful. But this time, he's undead. Balak thrusts his stone-tipped spear at you. And is slain once more. 70 experience points. Balak slumps to the floor and falls back, his rotting head striking the wooden planks with a sickening Squishing sound. You make a quick search of his manes and discover his spear was a weapon of exceptional quality. Okay, I'll take it then. You thoroughly search the inn, but discover no sign of Garwin or the others. With little else to go on, you decide to leave town and head back north into the forest. To seek out the fortified encampment that Garwin mentioned, 
You hope to find the camp still intact, and you hope to find Gar encountered amongst those seeking refuge here. You leave the inn and make your way out of Stonegate. This scenario is finished, and I got 128 experience. Okay, what's next is Camp Stonegate. Begin the scenario. In the remote part of the forest north of town, you come upon, you come upon the fortified encampment that is host to Stonegate's evacuated citizens. This, the makeshift ensemble of tents and hastily constructed wooden shacks surrounded by a thick field of sharpened pikes and concealed pits. These crude megas are now all that really protects the camp's inhabitant from the threat of the gathering undead. You wind your way through the treacherous maze of defences and arrive at a guarded gate. The two men standing guard before the gate look relieved to see you. They immediately usher you into the camp, directing you to a tall grey tent wherein resides Garwin. Protector of Stonegate is seated on the ground, poring over a series of mats with several other men. He looks up at you as you step into the tent and staggers to his feet, meeting you in a shoal stolen across. The old father still answers my prayers, he says jovially. It mightens my heart to know there is someone Someone even these un wretched undead must fear. I'm glad you knew to come here, Zoop. There was neither time nor opportunity to leave your word. You were in town of a hasty departure. You no doubt bear news of victory. You wait to Garwin and the others the details surrounding your discovery and the closing of the second shadow path in the lair of the undead trolls. You all present marvel at your account. When you make mention of the elderly rogue man you encountered in the chamber of the shadow path, Garwin's eyes open wide and another man snares, stares, stares at you with their mouths agape. Blue robes, says Garwin, as if to confirm the details you related. This bodes ill indeed. The situation is now more grave than ever. Unless I am mistaken, the man you describes can be none other than Nilholm. Nilholm is the resident mage of Stonegate. But, but what Garwin says next reveals the reason for the men's startled reaction. Nilholm was a trusted ally. It was Nilholm that I dispatched to Talonus with word of our plight. He was eager to expect the, the task, and I now fear I have played the fool. Not only does it appear he is a traitor, it is safe to say we have been desperately awaiting response to a plea that was never delivered. Going is silent for a moment and is contemplating the consequences of this newfound treachery. I don't know what part Nilham has played in this, he says, referring to the undead invasion. But he is certainly not any sort of but he was certainly not any sort of master mage. I sincerely doubt it's the ability necessary to affect what has occurred here. It must be a league with some larger, more adept entity. All this is most unexpected and very troubling. The others are all in agreement, and Garwin advises everyone to put Nilam out of mind for the moment. We will find him and deal with him as warranted, it says. There are other concerns presently. Garwin turns to you, turns to you and is about to address you directly. 
when a series of loud shouts ring out from the northern side of the camp. You sprint out of the tent with the others following closely behind. You fly out of the tent and sprint in the direction of the frantic cries. My daughter! My daughter! cries an hysterical father, pointing past the treacherous defence trenches surround the encampment in the dense forest beyond. They took her. You attempt to calm and find out what has occurred. The panic-stricken man tells you his daughter was only four years old, but slipped out of his, out of his sight and wandered past the defences and out of the camp. They grabbed her at the edge of the wood. Skeletons! I must go after you! I beg you! I must! The old father protects you. You tell the man to stay put. Stay put and turn and turn to going. He simply nods, and without delay, you make your way through the maze of defences and slip into the forest, embarking on a desperate hunt for the young girl. Again? Yep, yep, it's happened again. There goes the internet. Okay, going to pause till it comes back. Okay. So, let's go find this girl. The voice north of the encampment is crawling with undead. All around you, bounds, binds of skeletons and scaggling cadavers wove the woodlands. You do your best to avoid being spotted as you dart through the trees. You are scouring every last one of the undead for any sign of the young girl. I can use woodmanship or divination. To give me some clues. I'll use woodmanship. Both are 50 plus. Using your mastery of woodmanship. You scour the forest floor. For any sign. Might lead you to the undead. And their young captive. Pick the number. Got bonus of 17 for woodmanship. I need 48 or more. Success. 105. 256 experienced of woodmanship. Following a barely discernible trail of disturbed foliage and faint impressions in the soft earth, you set off on the trail of the missing girl and her captors. The souls of a child reach your ears as you fight your way through a dense thicket of loyal. You emerge from the tangle and find the young girl lying on the ground in the midst of a group of seven skeletons. She appears to be unharmed, but it's obvious that she is terrified. Tatters of leather armour cling to the bones of the skeletons, and, the, and their hands grip an assortment of rusty weapons. The vicious undead creatures hiss wildly as they stare down at the young girl. You charge forward, scattering the skeletons as you launch a surprise attack. Take the girl by hand and tell her to remain behind you. She follows your instructions and cowers by the base of a tall evergreen while you prepare to engage her fleshless captors. The seven skeletons hiss wildly as they viciously set upon you. You fight with renewed vigour, determined not to let these horrid creatures recapture their intended prey. Okay, but why did they take her? I mean, they haven't been kidnapping before. Is there some sort of necromantic experiment? 
yeah. Okay, maybe it's that. Okay, begin combat. The skeletons hiss as they attack. And they are slain. 5xp. A ghastly wail erupts from your white and you turn to find yourself confronted by a horrific undead specimen. Staggering ghouls moan loudly as it moves towards you, its clawed hands outstretched in an attempt to clap around, clamp around your throat. I fight a lesser deathless ghoul. Begin the combat. The rotting ghoul moans bravely as it attacks, and its wounds are healing, but not fast enough. And it is slain. 5xp. Take a step back from the cowering girl and firmly plant your feet, determined to hold your ground against a new undead horror lurking out of the trees towards you. It's a greater deathless ghoul. The, the rotting ghoul moans bayfully as it attacks, and its wounds begin to heal. And it is slain. 6xp. The ghoul drops to the ground and does not move again. You're about to turn and pick up the girl when a rotting, gaunt-faced cadaver staggers into view. Insects burrow in and out of the decaying flesh of the creature's face, and dark blood drips from open wounds that whittle its wag-covered torso. The undead abomination opens its mouth to reveal a set of decayed yellow fangs, but which flickers a deceased forked tongue. With a vicious snarl, the undead abomination leaps forward and attacks. It's a ghoul lord! And it claws at me as I fight it. And it is slain! 38 XP. The moment the ghoul's corpse strikes the forest floor, you scoop up the young girl and take flight in the direction of the encampment. You fly through the forest as fast as your legs will allow, while your young charge clings to you, her arms wrapped tightly around your neck. You manage to avoid several more groups of undead as you race towards the relative safety of the fortified, fortified camp. As, as the encampment's outer defences loom into view, you reach the trees ahead. The jubilant cries of the citizens of Stonegate reach your ears. Two men rush forward as you near the first line of pikes and take the girl from your arms as they usher you back to the heart of the camp. The father of the young girl, now clutching his daughter tightly, thanks you as tears of joy stream down his face as he depart, as he departs to have her checked over by the healer. Garwin strides up to you and commands you on a daring rescue. They know a hero walks amongst us, says Darwin. Referring to the camp citizens, how these camp citizens of Stonegate come to view, gives them hope, Soup, and so it should, for without you, I fear we would have long since abandoned hope altogether. Garin takes you aside and speaks in hushed tone, taking care not to be overheard. The news of Lewin's treachery is a blow that caught me off guard, he confides. To you spoke of your encounter with him. The cave, I have no reason to doubt his authority. Thought carefully on the matter, and I believe our next course of action must be find out what we can about his involvement in all this. 
may well lead us at last to the source of this scourge. Garin tells you that your next step should be for you to return and investigate Nilum's residence, an old watchtower that crowns a small hill on the western edge of town. You agree with his assessment and tell him you are set out at once. For the first time since you became involved in this matter, you feel as if you may finally be moving one step closer to shedding some light on the shadow of evil hanging over Stonegate. Scenario is done. And 256 experiences to general. Right, the next what next part is Nilhon, and the search for Nilhon has led you to his residence, an old watchtower atop a hill on the eastern edge of Stonegate. So, Nilhon's residence. I assume there's probably another shadow path either there or close to there, because whenever whenever wizards go bad. There's always, there's nearly always a shadow path nearby. That's all they're just necromancers. This is just, just usually the two options. And it's all been about shadow paths here. So, yeah. So, for now, we're done. So, I'm going to save the game. So for now, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.